0: Minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. LaunchPod. Hey everybody, welcome to LaunchPod. I'm Sean Elliott. LaunchPod is a podcast dedicated to the ways that people get into the space industry and ways that you too can get involved.
1: Today's episode features Suman Ray. Now, Suman is a market analyst for Defence South Australia, but as well as that, she is an organiser for Australia's involvement in NASA's Space Apps Challenge. And by apps, we're talking about applications made for smartphones and tablets and the like. If you thought there was an app for everything, think again. Vanessa Hill interviewed Suman, and she began by asking about the Space Apps Challenge. The Space Apps Challenge um, is a two-day technology development um, event, basically a workshop that was held uh, pretty much concurrently all over the world. And the idea was that um, there is so much space derived uh, data out there available to the community. Uh, and we wanted to get a bunch of you know really clever people in a room, developers, scientists, engineers, whoever was interested uh, in space or might have an idea, on how we could use this data, put them in a room, you know, give them some food and, and drinks and entertain them for a bit and uh, let them work their magic and try and, and figure out some applications for, these, for, for this data.
0: There were 2,000 people in 23 cities around the world using this data intensively for one weekend. Suman organised the Space Ups Challenge in Adelaide, South Australia, where they were just trying to help us steer our questions through piles
1: of data. Basically, they created a way um, or they created some code that would allow, uh, say, you know, any person off the street to formulate a question. Say you have a question about, you know, how, how far has sea level risen in the last 10 years, for example. And so from that, you know that. Well, you might not know, but you basically would need data sets, um, you know, that talk about that, you know, measure sea level rise um, over a certain number of years and and so on. And you might not know exactly which data sets you have to go and look for. So what the Adelaide team created allows uh, people to punch in this question in in a, you know, human language form into a search engine. Now, this isn't the part that they actually... Wrote, but this is what you can do with it in the future. Uh, and then the search engine can then communicate with um, with these uh, this metadata that they've created um, that will actually pull all the relevant bits of information from all the different data sets that NASA has um, and send it back to you, so you can work out where you need to go to answer your question. So it's basically a way to communicate between all the the disparate. Data sets that NASA currently has. And, and really, right now, there's no way for them, for these data sets to be able to communicate with each other. So if you have a question, you have to go out and try and, and decipher uh, you know, all, all the data yourself and try and work out what exactly NASA has. Um, this will allow a, a more intuitive, um, accessible way for people to ask and answer questions.
0: If you're thinking,
1: surely Google has done that before. Rest assured, there's still some free data in the world. It's a bit strange to think that um, it hasn't really been done before, but this was actually a problem that was set by NASA. So obviously, they identified it as something that they needed to work on, and uh, the Adelaide team uh, decided that you know they would they would take on the challenge. What we found was uh, kind of interesting is that you know the difficulties that I'm having in sort of explaining the concept. Um, I think. Because it doesn't, the solution doesn't lend itself to some kind of you know, pretty user interface or something at this point. Uh, it's, it's very conceptual and, and very sort of, um, it's a big idea and a, and a big solution, um, which needs to be developed further. And Team Adelaide have gone global. One other part of the Space Apps Challenge is that it is a, a challenge. So right now we're going through the, um, the global judging process uh, for... Solutions from Australia made it into the global round um, including one from Adelaide and right now we're going through the voting process for the People's Choice Awards but there will also be an expert panel that is deciding on you know, which, which applications they'd like to see developed further. It's
0: really exciting for you guys so to be part of the Space Apps Challenge do you have to have certain qualifications or expertise or could you just walk in off the street?
1: The idea was that you could be a member of the general public and just have a bright idea or, um, you know, have an interest in this area. I guess um, logistically or, you know, in practice, it was very, very important to have the people there who had the skills uh, to actually program stuff uh, and also the people who had the knowledge about... What, what this data meant, so in, in Adelaide we were quite lucky in the sense that we, we had a small group of people, but they were very, very interested in, in space, so they knew what all this data meant, but they were also quite expert in in programming, so that was really great. What I'd really like to see, um, you know, in the next couple of years if this if this thing develops is to get people from the general public, people from uh, disciplines that might you might not initially think of, so, you know, biologists, for example, or... Um, get them in, into the room to try and work with uh, the experts um, in, in this field to develop ideas that might be a little bit, you know, um, novel or, or outside of, of, of the realm of thinking of, of the people who are already involved. So I think there is scope and, and certainly we encourage people who are not programmers or space scientists to get involved. So what really
0: excited you about the Space Apps Challenge or encouraged you to become involved?
1: What sort of really um, excited me about this was um, it was an opportunity for us to uh, really talk about um, you know the, the vast amounts of data that are actually available out there that people might not have been aware of, uh, but also to meet some people and build a, start building a community um, in Australia and in South Australia of people who are interested and capable of, of doing this sort of work. Um, and, and hopefully we can sort of, you know, grow that over the next few years. Hopefully the Space Apps Challenge continues on.
0: Other than those in Australia, people were developing all around the world. A cool lab sprouted out of Exeter in the United Kingdom
1: using data about soil conditions from the area and, you know, precipitation data, all that sort of stuff, it will tell you the best crops for you to grow in that area. You had people going from things like that. Um, you had a couple of other uh, apps that were about measuring um, your carbon footprint, basically, based on, um, you know, how far you travel each day, that sort of thing. But, yeah, so there was a really wide range of, of solutions Uh, some of them more conceptual, some of them more practical.
0: Other than talking space apps, Suman elaborates on her role as a market analyst with Defence South Australia.
1: Uh, My my job title is market analyst, or uh, you call me an industry analyst, basically. Um, So I work for a South Australian government agency called Defence SA. Uh, It's an economic development agency, Um, and what we do is we try to attract Um, projects and companies to the state to try and increase the amount of um, defence and aerospace activity that happens in the state. So my job is to do the research, uh, company research, market research, that supports um, our decisions to target, you know, particular companies or particular projects to try and get them to uh, set up here or, you know, decide to locate their project in South Australia. We work across um, all the domains, so we look at uh, aerospace, land, maritime, uh, and and try and match our our strengths and our company capability strengths uh, with the projects that might be happening either in this country or overseas.
0: Was there a point in your education or career that you decided you wanted to work in aerospace or the related industries that you're working in now?
1: I basically fell into essentially the role that I am in right now um, in terms of the industry that I'm in but I've always had an interest in space and um, I've, I've always had an interest in, interest in astronomy. In fact, that, that goes back to when I was you know, about four or five years old. I remember flicking through um, uh, encyclopedias about space uh, and that continued on um, throughout my childhood basically. I, I'd always had an interest. Like many people do, Suman travelled down a very different educational path. After high school, um, I didn't do a lot of science at all. I actually ended up doing a lot of uh, humanities-based subjects, so, you know, politics, history, um, a bit of economics, and my major actually was in screen studies, which is filmmaking. I started working just casually at our local science centre, which was called the Investigator Science and Technology Centre, um, and this was uh, a presenting role, so I was presenting uh, science shows to kids. Um, and through that, my role at the Science Centre actually grew until I ended up um, in a permanent role, uh, basically coordinating the industry based program that we had. So it was about taking, um, you know, anywhere from uh, primary school kids all the way up to high school, we take them to industry sites. And we would explain the science and technology um, that was used at those sites. So we connected what they did in the classroom with what was actually being used out in the real world. And then we'd, you know, take them on a tour of the place and show them how all the stuff was put into practice. That sort of um, program got me interested in industry because I never really thought about, you know, our, our manufacturing base and, and, you know, where where all this, you know, economic development basically happened I had this opportunity at Defence SA, which was a more focused sort of uh, role and more responsible role, and so I, um, I decided to move over there and basically didn't even think uh, that I would end up looking at the space industry because I didn't realise that that was one of our target areas. But once I got in there, I realised that, you know, this is something that we're actually looking at. That's all for this week. If you'd like to find out more about the Space Apps Challenge, be sure to check out our website at launchpod.net. Our thanks to Sue and Ray, who, incidentally, if was given the opportunity to send anything into space, would send... A mixtape of all the alien invasion movies that we've ever done, just so the aliens can laugh at how silly we are.